to the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast, your local business community resource. My name is Denise Heidel. Not only do I serve as your podcast host, but I'm also the executive director of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce. On behalf of the Chamber, thank you for listening and for your support of the Chamber business community. Hello and welcome to the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast. I am your host, Denise Heidel, and I am sitting here with Kristen Johnson, the director of the historic Broyhill. And today our topic is planning workplace holiday events. Thank you so much for being with me today, Kristen. Denise, my friend, it is always an honor to sit at a table with you. Oh, you're such a sweetheart. Thank you. I asked Kristen to join us today because Kristen's got a really long and a very impressive uh, background of planning holiday events and events in general. And I know you're not really planning events anymore. In fact, you're actually um, in the MC phase of the, <laughs> of the career. And uh, if you need an MC for your event, uh, Kristen's your gal. She is awesome in front of a microphone. Thank you. But, um, but still, nonetheless, Kristen has a lot of expertise in planning events, but also because she works for the Historic Broyhill, which is also an event center, um, hosting events here at the property. That's correct. So just for, for the listener, I am what you'd call a recovering event planner. I, am, uh, I, I owned a, a company for eight years that we exclusively planned events from weddings to nonprofits. We did races, all, all types of events. And so it is certainly part of my repertoire of things that, that I have done and that I love to do. And in that, you just get a lot of experience working with people when they're planning these fun events and and some of the stress that comes into planning some of these fun events. We're going to take a quick pause from today's podcast to hear a message from Eleanor Russell of 360 Health. Are you confused about nutritional supplementation? Should you supplement? Which supplements should you select? Are you concerned about environmental toxins and the health of our planet? Do you know much about the companies you buy products from and their mission? Are you concerned about value when you're spending your hard-earned money? At 360 Health, we listen to our customers' concerns. We offer educational support, superior product recommendations, and a community of like-minded people. Tune in our Health Geeks Book Club podcast, browse our website, and if you decide to join us, you'll receive lots of additional benefits. I'm Eleanor Russell at 360 Health, and I would like to help you make healthy happen in your life. Contact me at 360health4letteru.com. Thank you, Eleanor, for your continued support of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce. And now, let's get back to the podcast. Why do you think these types of events should be considered by a business? I mean, especially you know, a small business that maybe doesn't have a big budget. Why should you allocate these, these monies to, to do a holiday event? Well, I think it's really about championing your your team, really. It's yeah. it's getting behind the people that give their days to you and to your dream as as the owner or the manager of a business. Uh, it's it's the people that make uh, it's, it's just all the work that happens throughout the year to make your dream become a reality. And so really, I think the holiday event is an opportunity to say, "Hey guys, a job well done this year, or hey guys, we need to do better next year. Let's start out with some fun. Let's start out with you feeling appreciated and honored and celebrated. 
Um, and, and also, gosh, there's so much psychology behind the last couple of years where we haven't been able to have these holiday events and gatherings. Now that people are able to have them, I feel that it's more important than ever to, to execute them, but execute them well. Um, having a lot of considerations in mind when it comes to size and budget and, and, and the feel of the event. I think it's just a way to really celebrate your team if done appropriately. Right. So, you know, the, the whole idea of doing an event plan, there's so many moving parts to planning an event. It's kind, kind of hard sometimes to decide where in the world to start. Definitely. But when we're talking about a workplace event, I think the first place you can start is the guest list. Mm-hmm. Who is invited? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kristen, we could talk about, you know, employees all day long, but at what point do we say, okay, employees pl- plus their spouse or plus one, um, are children included, and what kind of complexities come when you start to involve the whole family? Mm-hmm. So I think if I were tasked with planning a, a company holiday party and breaking down all these details, you know, what does the guest list look like? What does the event look like? I would really just close my eyes and say, what do I envision my employees enjoying? So that can go a bunch of different ways. Let's say you're a very family-involved, family-centric, family-friendly company, well, then you're going to know that these parents are probably going to want to bring their children to an event. It would be less stressful to have them, the kids at the event, versus finding a babysitter and, and finding all the logistics. So at that, you would alter your guest list, which would alter your time, and it, it kind of is a trickle-down. But then let's say you're in the business where you know that the people that are working for you are really putting in their time and talent and working hard for you, and they you want to celebrate them in a more elegant way and you wanted to do more of a black tie holiday gathering with no children really highlighting the individuals and their spouses or their plus one I think that's also a nice opportunity to to take a shift but I would really just start and end with the planning on closing your eyes and imagining how you want to champion your employee and then determine your guest list from there that's great advice and then of course on top of determining whether the the plus ones and the children are are included. Also ask yourself whether you want to include vendors, contractors, even customers in some cases. Definitely, definitely. And, And really in thinking about that, because we are talking about corporate holiday parties, who is contributing the most to your company's success? And that's a great point. I mean, yes, we, we're talking about employees, but are they vendors? Do you have these relationships with people that are almost part of your employment team that aren't quite employers? I think that's a great way to, to bring people together. But, you know, the, the event can actually be very productive as well because it brings the team together. It's a team building experience depending on the type of event that you have. And I'm not saying go in there and do trust exercises, but play some great music and have some great food and let people be free to mingle and, and figure out, connect the dots on, oh, that's who I've been speaking to on the phone. Oh, thank you so much for those beautiful signs. Oh, your IT work is so helpful. Thank you for being on call for us. And it's a great way to just bring people together in a loose, relaxed environment. I love that. So we're, we're publishing this podcast, and it's still early November. Um, so right now, honestly, if you haven't started thinking about your holiday party, this is like you're a little behind the eight ball, honestly. This, this is point. your sign. <laughs> <laughs> Do it now. Get started. So when it, when it comes to planning a holiday party for the workplace, where do we start with, I mean, I'm assuming a planning committee. We need, we need the people who are going to execute the event. 
Definitely. So I, I'm known to be a bit wordy. So I'm going to make this super simple for the listener. Um, I'm going to not use so many examples and words and let's just cut to the chase on this one. If you haven't started planning your event, the time is now and this is how you do it. One, get some good people behind you that can help get this, this plan and this vision going. And if it's just you, keep listening. So here we go. You've got to get your budget in place. That's the beginning, that's the end. Whatever your budget is, is gonna dictate the rest of your event. It's gonna dictate your guest list. It'll determine, can you have 50 people or can you have 500 people? Um, From the budget, you start kind of pulling out other amenities that you can afford. Because really, if you have your vision and your your theme, if you've closed your eyes and you're imagining that, yes, we are gonna have a black tie event for our employees, okay, back up for a second. Can you afford the black tie event for your employees? If the answer is yes, then we start putting your pieces together. So the big pieces, one, budget, two, venue, and then three, your team. And really from there, everything starts to fall into place. And you're, you're talking about the, the, the theme and um, the budget, and that really, of course, then drives the big picture and the goal. Definitely. And, and we've already touched on this a little bit. The goal, of course, appreciation is is a key signature part of why an employer would do this and the importance of it. But I loved what you said, too, about the, the team building as well. So how can choosing the vendors be a part of all of this because I mean sometimes we get a little bit stuck in a rut Mm -hmm. with vendors that you know we never vary anything there's never going to be a surprise you know maybe you've been having a holiday party for year after year after year everybody knows to expect a plate of grilled chicken and a side of broccoli and a side (laughs) salad because everything's always exactly the same yes so how do you choose your vendors and how do you keep the event fresh Well, so first I would say there is absolutely nothing wrong in using the same vendors year to year to year because you know that you have a good, reliable, affordable team. I mean, if you've used them before and you've used them again and you continue to use them, something's right about that equation. So you don't have to reinvent the wheel with your team, but you do, you should reinvent the wheel with your theme and your purpose every single year. If you're not doing that, then you're going to be hosting the obligatory Christmas event that you got to bring your husband or wife or friend to that they're going to say, oh, again, you know, make your make your team excited to join you by offering prizes or hire that great band this year or spring for the bigger venue this year. If you have your base team, then you can kind of fill in the gaps by making changes on on how to draw people in by making it a little bit fresh. So, for example, let's say you own the venue. Let's say you have a facility that has a big warehouse space that can accommodate your team very well that you can dress it up enough to make it, you know, appropriate for the event. Well, everybody knows it's going to be in in the big room of of the workplace, but spice it up one year by hiring the unexpected band that everybody knows about and everybody wants to hear. Or bring in a magician if it is a kid-friendly event and and tout that to the parents to make somebody excited about going. Once people are excited, then you'll have better attendance, which equals better outcome. Right. Um, I love that. And, of course, you know, honestly, when I'm when I'm hearing you talk about the, the venue, the caterers, the the band, the music, the DJs, all of that stuff, um, as we talk about vendors, I mean, I'm going to do a shameless plug alert here at the Chamber of Commerce. We've got a lot of members who can help facilitate this. 
Yes, and just having a resource. I mean, I'll 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 buy your plug. I'll go I'll go. But you know, other than having a resource like a chamber, you could go to to the Louisville Clemens Chamber and say, "Hey, I'm throwing an event. I need some reputable blank blank blank." You might get three caterers and two DJs and you know, et cetera, et cetera. A great venue recommendation because that's what the chamber does. Is it it vets um, the the businesses, the employees, the services, it vets it for you if you're starting fresh. Let's talk about the timeline. Now, I've worked with you Mm -hmm. on planning committees before, and I know you are meticulous about the timeline and the checklist, and I I think, honestly, Kristen, you do this better than anybody. Thank you. So can you walk our listeners through what, what is the importance of that? It's not enough to just say, here's our ideas, let's throw them against the wall, see what sticks. If you're gonna plan an event, you have to have a process. Yes, and it's it's one of those industries, event planning is one of those industries where the dream and the execution really, it's like the left brain and the right brain have to be utilized in tandem. I mean, you have to. You have to make people have a wonderful time. It's the things that you think about a party. You're going to go because you want to have fun. You're going to enjoy. You're going to eat good food. Well, behind all of those great amenities is a great plan. And so what I always do, and, and I know I've said it already once in this podcast, but close your eyes and envision what it's going to look like. Envision you being a guest. You're the employee that's being celebrated. What are you going to want to see? All the way down to, I drive into the parking lot. Where do I park? What door do I enter into? What time am I supposed to be there? Now you're starting your timeline. So people are going to park in this lot. It's reserved. Checklist. Uh, They arrive at 6 p.m. Timeline. They walk in the front door and get a name tag. Checklist. And do all the way down from the time somebody walks in the front door to when you're cleaning up. And then you put in all those details. Have somebody, one point person. If it's unfortunately you, I'm sorry because it doesn't allow you to enjoy the event as much, but somebody has to be responsible for making sure those metrics are are hit because what it does is it keeps you on time, which keeps your money, your costs in check, which keeps your the attendees to have a really nice planned experience that is timely. And I will bounce off of that because I know from my experience, I mean, I've planned events Um, not obviously to the degree you have, I I mean, I definitely view you as the expert on this, but I do know from my own experience when an event is done well and it's executed well, and you've got that check, check, check on the timeline and the checklist, nobody's going to notice. Exactly. Well, and, and that's the thing. So I always operated my business on this. It is how people feel leaving the event, right? That is what matters most. Even more than the flowers, even more than the beautiful decoration, which contributes to all of it. But if you walk out feeling like this, my gosh, we didn't eat dinner until 9.30 p.m. I can't believe that that happened. No matter how great the decorations were or the music was or anything else, if they felt hungry for an extended period of time, they're going to walk away with some negativity in their minds. Whereas if everything were on time as expected, if you meet people's expectations, you're going to be successful. Right. Yeah. They will remember 
what you they will remember what you didn't do yes <laughs> but, yes you know and and everything else that goes smoothly they'll leave feeling good not being able to necessarily identify any one particular thing am i am i on the right track with you here absolutely well yeah. you know you you would check your basics you know when people arrive is it a smooth arrival do they know where to go because that's where you start if people get lost they don't know where to park and they don't know what door to enter in. Well, they're they're coming in frazzled. So there you go. You're treading water at this point already with an right. attendee. But if it's very clear where they go, they're greeted, and then da-da-da-da-da-da-da, the things happen in a timely manner, they're going to leave going, wow, that was done well. I can't wait until next year. And then as the, as the host, you change one little detail, make it fresh, and you're going to have another great year. So I'm going to bring up a sensitive topic. Okay. I'm going to shift gears. All right. And it's the, it's the million dollar question that I think a lot of employers maybe don't necessarily think about enough. Some of them overthink it. But it, it, at the end of the day, if you're planning a holiday event, it's an important topic. Okay. Alcohol. Okay. Sure. What are your recommendations for serving alcohol at events? So I'm going to answer from when I owned an event planning company because that was a decision that was made every single event I've ever planned. And it always starts with the host. So for example, I know we're talking about holiday events or holiday company parties, but a a very clear example is I would sit down with a bride and a groom and they did not drink at all. Hey guys, do you want alcohol at your wedding? Their answer was no, because that was their preference and that's the way they wanted to craft their event. There were the other couples that walked in, are you guys going to have alcohol? They look at me and say, are you kidding? Absolutely. And so that's how that decision went. I don't think a company is very much different. You have to think about the culture of the company, what the company represents, and then that kind of organically says, should we consider alcohol or not? Now, if it's a I don't know, 50-50, should we, shouldn't we? If you think the the culture of your company can handle responsible, responsibly to have a glass of wine or a, a glass of beer at an event, I always say, yeah, lean more towards that way because it's just a nicety for people. If you're concerned about it, don't do it. You don't need it. But when it really comes down to it, if you're going to have alcohol, you just need to have liability in place to protect the venue, you as the host, and your employees. And that's a simple policy that can be put under your homeowner's insurance or as the business under business insurance. Right, because that, that is the million-dollar question because, I mean, I, I'm not going to name names, but I have planned events before where it's gotten out of control. Absolutely, and, and another thing that really prevents things from getting out of control is to hire a bartender because that's your gatekeeper. If Never let people free pour. I mean, that's that's not even... Per law, that's not the way it should go ever. But if you have the liability insurance in place and you have a bartender as a gatekeeper, it should not go wrong. Even a ticket system to where you're like, hey, you know what? We love to treat our employees to a glass of wine. Everybody gets one ticket. You know, and then they go through the bartender. I I really don't see much of a problem with that at all. That's great. At all. So let's talk about challenges that come along with planning an event. I mean, we're talking about holiday workplace party so i see even though we're in north carolina i seriously doubt anybody's gonna be planning an outdoor event 
Yeah, well, gosh, North Carolina, who the heck knows anymore? Right? But nonetheless, weather can still be a challenge. Definitely. Heaven forbid a freak snowstorm. I'm Mm -hmm. going to be shut down at the the threat of a flake. I don't go out if if they're calling for bad weather. I'll pick you up in my tractor. (laughs) Yeah, good luck with that. So... When it comes to planning for challenges, obviously there's weather, but what other challenges? I mean, is it is it borrowing trouble to start thinking about those things, or is it being more proactive versus reactive? I I think that coming out of, and, and I hate to say it, but I'm going to, coming out of COVID, sorry guys, I know everyone's tired of that word, but that to me showed the world that anything could happen really at any time. And that can be a positive thing or a negative thing. When we're talking about challenges um, for an event, I definitely think that it is worth now having a, a plan B and a cancellation policy in place. Now, if you say rain or shine or snow or not, we're gonna we're gonna still have it. That you know, that's your call. I think it's really nice for the the planner to have a plan B in it with regards to not necessarily a venue. Like that's that's kind of a, a big one. You can't really shift well with that one. But let's say your DJ calls in and they've gotten ill. Before you hire the DJ, check that they have a, a backup DJ on hand within the company. Or if your caterer, uh, the owner of the catering company is ill, is it just her cooking or does she have a big team? Check with your vendors that you're employing to make sure that they are able to shift in the event of a situation as well. Now, only no one can plan or predict the weather. You just have to have a rain or shine in place. So what about volunteers? I mean, we've already talked about the person who's keeping everybody on track with the checklist, but we're going to need volunteers for more than setup. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about who you need to have in place pre-event and post-event on kind of what they need to be responsible for. Now, this is a tough one, especially when you're talking about holiday parties, because let's be honest, in companies, it's very similar to how it is on a lot of organizations. The proactive people are the ones that end up doing all of the work. And so with that being said, the people that are willing to go in and help to set up before the party or stay to clean up after the the party or the holiday event, if, if there's a way, employers, listen to me, if there is a way to engage other professionals that aren't your team and to give your team a respite for this one event, I would encourage you to do it. And with that, you can call uh, not even staffing agencies, although that's an option, but you could look at staffing agencies. You could ask your caterer, do you have extra staff that could set up or break down? Um, go through volunteer organizations and say, would your team like an opportunity to serve the company in this capacity? But if there's a way to... Yeah, you do need volunteers, and, and there's no doubt about that. But I would say if you are hosting something for your employees, do not ask your employees to be the volunteers. Really good input because, yes, I mean, how, how much fun is that going to be for them if it's a working event? Well, the other thing, too, about it is that they're doing their jobs still up until this company party. So if they're, start, if they're trying to do their jobs and it's the end of the year, let's say they're in payroll or, you know, something end of the year wrap-up, they're working really hard right now to do their job and then you're like oh by the way can you run to target and get centerpieces or you know whatever you're asking them to do just remember that yes you are having an event yes you are paying for the event but yes you are also asking somebody to do extra work we're going to take a quick pause from today's podcast to recognize one of our sponsors marzano capital group hi this is mike mcgilvery financial advisor and partner at marzano capital group in clemens 
We are privileged to serve this great community, and we strive to help our clients by building wealth management plans tailored to their specific goals. Consistent client communication is the cornerstone of our process, and we hope to add value to your financial planning needs. Once again, thank you to Marzano Capital Group for their support of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce. And now, let's get back to the podcast. Again, we're early November. Yes. Is it too late for this year to plan a holiday party? No, definitely not. Definitely not. You can put together some some things pretty quickly because I think quality and quantity are, are two big things to address. You don't have to have the biggest soiree. You don't have to rent the biggest facility to make it successful. But you do have to really think about who you're going to celebrate. You can take a couple of your key employees and their spouses to dinner and ha- and call it a holiday party. Where it really needs to be focused on is how are you celebrating your employees? How are you thanking your employees? And then start planning. If you do the intimate dinner this year and next year you want to extend it to your whole entire 500 person company, start planning earlier, but always start somewhere with that goal in mind of celebrating your employees. As we wind up the year, this is really just an important topic and, you know, recognizing our employees, valuing them is something that is really, truly instrumental with keeping people. Yes. Keeping loyal people who are willing to stick with you through thick and thin, through the hard times, through the good times. So this is not just to be looked at as an extra expense, but it really, truly is an investment in not only your people, but in the future um, of your of your business. So thank you again to Kristen for joining us today on the podcast to talk about planning holiday workplace parties. And um, if you are a first time listener, then thank you for being here. But also please subscribe to the channel, leave a comment, share our podcast with others. We have revamped our podcast in the last um, two months. And we are really focused on bringing informational content that could be applied to just about anybody who's listening. If you're in business, if you own the business, if you lead the business, whatever your role is, we're trying to bring content that will be beneficial to you. So thank you again, Kristen, for joining me today. And I will talk to you guys next week. And wait, let me leave it with one little tidbit. If you're starting fresh, call the chamber because they have the resources. You are not alone. You always have the chamber behind you. So good luck. Absolutely. Thank you, Kristen. Uh Uh-huh. Bye. Once again, thank you for listening to the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast. The Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce is a member-focused business community. I invite you to learn more about the Chamber by visiting our website, louisville-clemens.com. And while we're in the world of audio, it's time for the fine print. Everyone has an opinion, but in this case, the views and the opinions stated in this podcast are solely those of the contributors and not necessarily those of our distributors. So now that you've been appropriately advised, let me remind you that this podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without expressed written consent of the Louisville Clements Chamber of Commerce.